Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we talk about popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm the elf with attitude. I mean, I'm Alex. Fahudores, idiots. It's Britain. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're, get, All right. we're getting the Christmas cheer out of the way early this episode, folks. <laughs> Heck yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So this week, yeah, we're talking about the Santa Claus Two. Is there a subtitle for this? Uh, no, this is just Santa Claus Two. The third one has the subtitle. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. So yeah, that's that's what we're doing. Yeah, that's we what are. we're doing. Alex, what are the scores for the Santa Claus Two? The death of diving Santa right Claus? in business. Well, I'm, all I'm, professional. I'm, I'm glad you asked a minute into the podcast. That's that's like some kind of record for us. <laughs> well, because normally I saw an opportunity. I was like, we need to. We need to we need to get on this. We 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 have efficiency at you know like at hand here. And actually, like talk about the movie. So the Santa Claus two from two thousand and two, <laughs> directed by Michael Limbeck. It has a fifty six percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a forty two percent audience score. Both of those are are uh, marked uh, drops from from hmm. the scores from the first film. Too true. Uh, Britton, Tyler, true. I'm, I think I'm just going to sit this one out and let you guys explain how much better this movie is than the first film. <laughs> Go. Because, I release you. Because you're a Santa Claus 1 truther, and he... <laughs> <laughs> harshly. Uh, guys, I, I had this thought watching the movie today, or last night and today. Do you guys think, is this the biggest gulf we've had in terms of a leap up from the first to the second in a franchise? It might be. I feel like we we have had plenty of I, movies where there's a, a precipitous drop. Yeah. Or and even... Usually it's it's one and two. Well, 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 most franchises, just by virtue of what they are, yeah. the first one's a huge success because people like it, and then the second one... Is a cash-in. Well, I think even <laughs> yeah. the ones that where the sequel is superior, your Terminator 2's, your Dark Knight's, the first movie is still really good. Yeah. So it's an improvement, but it's not like a giant or it's, leap. I mean, like with Terminator Alien, it's a... Like, yeah. It's, at the very least, it's like... People both think the or think the first two are classics, and then everything right. else they're just like get that out of here. Well, and in both cases, and really in, with Batman Begins: The Dark Knight as well, they, they they don't try to just replicate the first one. They're like, no, what's what's the next logical? How do we expand this in a way that's smart and interesting? Yeah, the closest I can think of would potentially be the first Raimi Spider Man to the second one, or yeah. the first X Men to X Men Two. Mm. Those that's a big one. Those are the only ones that I, I can. I don't know show. what grades okay. you gave those, but those are both those are both fair. I haven't watched those movies in years, so that, I don't know what I can X-Men, say. But X-Men, that sounds that sounds X Men right. X Men Two is not a bad comparison. Yeah, that sounds like a fair, um, especially because this is a superhero movie in many ways, and also I would even argue kind of a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Uh, yeah, I I think we we missed it earlier. I made the joke that the subtitle for this should be "The Death and Return of Santa Claus" because <laughs> it has the same plot as like quick quick comic book history time. Okay, uh, with Tyler. Um, in, in the Excelsior. <laughs> it's very good. In the nineties, um, I, th- I think it was the Death and Return of Superman was the first thing to do this, where it was like, oh, what if we kill off Superman and then mm. then we bring him back, but but we don't like no one knows this. It's going to be the death of Superman, and they kill him and then they replace him. I haven't even read this story. I just know a lot about it. I've heard it's fine. Um, and is, is, is this, and this is I'm not doing a joke. Is this the titular the death of Superman that yes. book? Okay, yes, gotcha. Uh, so yeah, it would be the, the whole thing would be the Death and Return of Superman. Okay, okay. That's just how they like collect it all. Gotcha. But gotcha. like Death of Superman is the storyline, um, and 
he gets replaced by like there's like four different Superman. Like one's like an android, and mm. I don't know. There, there's a whole thing, um, and basically they're all terrible at their jobs. Uh, one of them ends up destroying Coast City, which is Green Lantern's okay. hometown, and that's a whole thing that eventually sends Hal Jordan on like a depression spiral into becoming yeah. a superhero. It's fine. Nineties were a different time. <laughs> they got they got real dark. They really deconstructed those heroes. Um, and then and it sounds more interesting than what we've gotten from DC in the past. You're not wrong. Five six years. Um, they so basically they they kill off Superman. They replace him with all these guys, and, and they bounce around for a while. And it's just like, well, these guys are just really bad at being Superman. And Superman comes back, and it's like, man, it's, it's really good to have Superman back because he's yeah. good at being Superman, right? Um, and then they kind of in the middle of that, they proceeded to do the same thing with the Batman, which is where we get Bane, uh, Nightfall, yeah, same, same deal. Batman gets his back broken, and they replace him with a guy named Azrael, who is like right, right. this hardcore sword-wielding dude who yeah. gets like a crazy spiky bat suit and does all this <laughs> nonsense. And um, then they bring him back because they're like, you can't just. It's not just about having the ability; it's about being the the guy, about having the yeah. You know, you, you gotta you gotta have the personality and the right ability to care for others, and you know, like it's just about how you approach it, not just how you can do it. Um, and they did the same thing with Spider-Man, sort of, with the Clone Saga, um, hmm. which was like... And that was when Spider-Man went to Geonosha and yes. fought a bunch of Django fats. Correct. In a, in a, in a, in a uh, Coliseum-type situation. Yes. Okay. Good to remember. And around the survivors, a perimeter he created. Yes. Of webs. Mm-hmm. Cool. Lots of webs. Just clarifying that. You just referenced Attack of the Clones. What is um, wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> He's a clone. But guy. why? It's <laughs> true. Um, I feel like there's some joke there of like an actor or a pun, oh, there's a or lot something more you I can say about that. With the two of those, and I, I'm not. I can't. I don't have the brain power instead of Spider Man. It was Master Spido Diaz. This was a whole thing. <laughs> Come again. Master Sifo Diaz was the. Pen name, oh, okay. the the nom the the space plume. It was like they as in Cameron. They, they call it. They called him Jar Jar Parker in high school. Just whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, Par Par Pete's go on. Oh my god! So, Clone Saga, uh, Spider Man. There, there was a, a story way back in like the sixties or seventies where Spider Man got into a, a fight with a clone and the clone seemingly died but then they were like actually the clone was spider-man all this time and he survived and like peter parker doesn't exist or peter parker's the, the clone or something like that hmm. um and it turned into a whole mess because it like did really well for a little bit and then they were just like what if we just kept making this and then they just made like 20 billion tie-in books um and everyone kind of hates it uh but basically it's the same concept where it's like in the 90s they got obsessed with taking away all these heroes to be yeah. like Here's this replacement who's inferior. Now we brought the hero back. Isn't he great? Gotcha. Um, and that's the same plot in the Santa Claus too. It, it is actually. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, I can start with my best thing and worst thing: Santa Claus Two Edition Fatality. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the the <laughs> subtitle to the movie: The Santa Claus Two Fatality. fatality. <laughs> um. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So I think my my worst thing about this movie, the first because I saw this movie last year, and at the time I remember thinking, and I, so this is not okay. Never mind, it's not my worst thing. Because I was about to just give a whole explanation of why it may not be my worst thing, so therefore I, I shouldn't mention it now. Um, I'm gonna go with, funny enough, 
I, I, I liked a lot of their design elements in the previous movie. And in this one, uh, some of them made me queasy. Hmm. Not all of them, but I don't like the toy Santa makeup. Really? I think it's good. I think it's, like, well-made. Mm-hmm. But it's... And I just, in general, I didn't like his performance at the toy Santa. It hmm. all just... I understood what he was trying... What he was trying to do, mm-hmm. but the way he was doing it was weird. It's... It's a choice. Some of it sure. was some of it was funny, but like a lot of it was just like, but why is he supposed to like? Okay, I'm like essentially a robot who doesn't understand things, and then I go crazy. But then it was all like, yes, I love hot cocoa, and it's just like a weird. I don't know. I never really from Master Thespian Timothy Allen. Um, but then, uh, so so that makeup was kind of iffy on me. I didn't like the way the reindeer looked in this movie. And I think the reason I didn't like it is because I hated the sounds that they made. Comet, who we see a lot, we do get to hear him do a big fart, and that's just so classic, dude. Oh yeah, Britton, I know, I know you were just you Man, were just rolling in your chair. I really was. I had to get some some ointment from my knees because I'd been slapping them so hard. <laughs> um, I had to call in my roommate and say, "Hey, bring the thread. We got to stitch up my sides because they split." But Comet kept making this noise like, It felt like they were trying to do like like a Chewbacca type right. thing. And if this was Animal from the Muppet Babies, I'd find this adorable. It's not. It's a seemingly, not literally realistic because it had big old eyes, but like, you know, like a physical character. It, just, it was such a weird sound. But then we meet maybe my least favorite character, well, definitely my least favorite character, Chet. Uh, Chet is a reindeer who we see once as an establishment of, hey, there's Chet. He's a reindeer in training. And then later he comes back to be the hero. And he does real bad at everything. And Because they say he's a baby. Except he, he is more portrayed as being mentally deficient. And Chet talk, makes a sound like a human baby. So it's all like just like the whole it's just awful like it's there was a point where Chet made some kind of noise and I literally out loud to no one went (laughs) and just like and it was Kath Susie the wonderful Kath Susie was voicing uh, Chet Kath Susie's voice a ton of great characters Phil and Lil from Rugrats. Uh, Kat, uh, Tish from Weekenders, she's amazing, but like, what a what? A, I just I don't understand. Just make it make like honking sounds, or whatever reindeer do. Don't make the reindeer have these bizarre voices. It's just I don't know. It bothered me. Um, uh, I just, <laughs> um, but that said, so the fact that my worst thing is something that granular is a pretty good sign of the movie. Uh, my best thing about this movie is going to be Elizabeth Mitchell. She plays Carol, uh, sort of the the love interest for our portly hero. Sort of, so sort of, sort of the love interest. She's literally the black, <laughs> the, the the love interest. She's uh, Elizabeth Mitchell is a wonderful actress who I first saw on Lost, and then she was on Revolution, and you know she was in Gia. She's been in a ton of stuff. Once upon a time, she's all over the place. She's a great actress. She's beautiful. She's super charming. And she's the, I think she, she really sells this character. It's, um, this movie pushes the, uh, Tyler, your, 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 your thing about accepting fast romances in movies because it's a movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I am 100% with you on this. 
this this put that put pushed that to the limits to me <laughs> for me the fat the quickness went so it, it was like okay I still accept it I still accept it but we are we are right on the edge here Santa Claus too is your is your issue that um they got they they got together or that the end of the movie is literally her going yeah I'll stay with you in the North Pole forever it was, it was all so rushed okay which I understand we, again yeah. it's a G this is a Disney Santa kids rated I, G. I tend to bring that up a lot as as a complaint. Uh, this ain't the kind of movie where I'm criticizing exactly. that. Exactly. I was gonna say I've also seen a lot worse. We, the, it's for me, it's not so much kind of like what you're saying, Alex. It's not so much the uh, the relationship as it is her uh, going along with all the North Pole stuff. It's, a, and, it's and the like permanence the, of the, what she decides. Well, no, and not even like the decision there, but just like. We can get into it, but like the entire like plot point of of uh, Charlie being like, "Hey, the North Pole's real. He's he's not yeah. lying. Let's go ride with the Tooth Fairy up to the North Pole." And <laughs> yeah, exactly. She does buy it very quickly, and I understand the movie needed that, which which I can get into later. But I overall, I feel like she she's so good in this movie. She's so charming. She has all these just great little takes where you know he's trying to confess mm-hmm. that he's Santa, and he's like, "Remember when we did such and such?" She's like, "Yeah," and she gets this little giggle like. I just think she's uh, really tremendous in this movie. And there's a scene where she takes a skateboard from a teenage a skateboard from a teenager and I was like, "Hey, that's kind of sexy." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey. For some people it's Fat Santa, for me it's Elizabeth Mitchell taking the skateboard away from somebody. <laughs> Or what if that happened in the same scene as, as Fat Santa? Well, I, I think, think it does. Happen. Isn't he still? Isn't he still? He's fat? still kind of portly. He's still pretty charming. Oh, that movie. That that huh? scene was like, guys, let's just front load. I do have. There's a lot of like odd like sexuality in this movie that little we bit, can get into later. Um, <laughs> there, there's some. There's a lot of layers. I think this movie definitely wants to. I think toy with some toy with some more mm. uh, maybe aberrant sexual uh, ideas. Mm-hmm. So those are mine. I didn't like the reindeer sounds, but I love Elizabeth Mitchell. <laughs> no, there's a lot I like about this movie. Britain Dean, National Times, two stars <laughs> on, the, <laughs> on the poster. Um, the... <laughs> One star for Elizabeth Mitchell, the other star for when the reindeer wasn't making sound. <laughs> I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I think my best thing is actually going to be Tim Allen. Okay. Um, I liked him in this more than the first I actually one. really like him as Toy Santa. I think that okay. he yeah. is terrifying <laughs> and, and I, dumb I, in the best way. I'm, I'm on Tyler's side 100%. <laughs> well, it's not that I think he's I've, bad. In, he, was, he was unnerving, yes. and that was right. amazing. I, mine, is, mine was not that I think he's bad. Mine was just from a very actorly standpoint of, I don't, but I know what you're, what a weird way to get where you're going. Sure, sure. But yeah. Uh, but, nope. But I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I just, for me, I just think, and I, I know, sorry, Tyler, I'm kind of jumping on your okay. your, your thing, but I, I, I really admire because, like, a, with a lot of kids' movies, just kind of how I think about them, kind of today, and maybe this is me being an old curmudgeon that hasn't seen a lot of modern kids' films. I feel like there's not a whole lot of stuff that, like, specifically is is memorable and like scares the children that watch them anymore. Maybe yeah. I'm completely wrong about that. But, like, people talk about, like, oh, the 80s, you had Goonies, you had Gremlins, these movies that were aimed at children that were actually kind of terrifying. And I feel like this movie, it's not quite to that degree, but, like, with the, the creepy toy soldiers and, and evil Santa, like, 
it's uh, it's genuinely unnerving. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um I appreciated that the threat if if it wasn't like completely you know, if I didn't, you know, it's it's like, oh, we we know what's going to happen. Like this movie is like very clear cut. On on yeah. like we don't have to think about it too hard. At least the villains were memorable. <laughs> yeah. Um I think Tim Allen is my best thing in this uh because I brought up the comic book stuff. I genuinely feel like this is not that far off from a superhero movie. Sure. Like, there's a lot of elements. And, and specifically, I think we get to see a lot more of Tim Allen being human um, mm-hmm. than we did in the first one in terms of him. I mean, obviously, part of it is they kind of... They, they write in the, the way for him to kind of dial it back and be yeah. like, oh, no, I'm just Tim Allen again, as right. opposed to... Um, but he's not he's, as, he's not as caustic as he was in the no first and movie. and like he has actual conversations like with with Charlie yeah. like he's he's trying to get through to him and there's some very like real human conversations yeah, where yeah. he's like they're just not like they're talking at each other they're not like mm-hmm. understanding what what the other is perspective and like uh, and they're actually talking about their lives and not just this vague do you believe in Santa or yeah, not nonsense yeah. The, yeah Charlie's actually like upset about things that are related to that but but it also has to do with like the fact that he's his real father is gone so much and like, yeah yeah there's all of that um all the stuff lucy the kid in this yeah. is delightful she's very cute she's very she's funny. very i feel like she's very good she is like a, oh, yeah. a good actor like just the a lot of the like kind of humorous line of it. and she's she has a couple of lines that clearly they like wanted the audience to be like oh and they yeah. it works 100 percent like it's perfect well, I um, love the line where she says, I'm almost seven, and then I get to know things. <laughs> it's great. That's a good line. Uh, and the, the, the little bit about them playing Go Fish, and then yeah. they bring that back later. Um, and it's all, yeah, and, and, like him being more of a fan, and the fact that like they kind of create the dynamic where it's like he's very welcomed in their home, even though he kidnapped Charlie at one point. Don't worry about it. It was the 90s. Um, <laughs> it was the 90s. <laughs> and they, they all It was a 90s of, Disney film. Don't think about it. <laughs> Like Lucy calls him uh, Uncle Scott. Yeah, and, you know, the, there, there's a lot of sweetness to his performance. Yes. I think, as, yeah. and and every, I think he has great chemistry with Elizabeth Mitchell. Um, yeah, it's it's like he, I think he just does a really good job of that. Mm. And then the flip side, I feel like as Evil Santa, he just like the way he turns it up, exactly like you're saying, it, it it's delightful in a horrifying way. Yeah. And specifically, the the plot of the idea is that. They feed the rules to evil Santa, so or toy Santa, and yeah. toy Santa goes to the extreme of, well, you guys are being too lenient. All these kids, they, you know, like all these kids have done something wrong. Therefore, yeah. we got we got to punish them all, as opposed to like, oh, well, the real Santa can designate or like differentiate between like, oh, well, he's, you know, this this is uh, 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 actually a good kid who just like did something wrong. Context, you know, yeah, yeah, and so like he can be more forgiving and like he's he's nice he wants to be santa so he wants to give gifts to as many kids as possible and so like that dynamic of like that is literally on a on a very kids you know silly uh front like the dynamics that play in a superman story (laughs) in terms of like oh it's a guy with unlimited power and everybody's terrified of him but he uses it for good because he was raised right and everything and just a, a good old farm boy and so like you know it's it's entirely just like his upbringing and like he he is human because actually he was raised by these wonderful human parents um and i guess he had good kryptonian genes from his parents and so on and so forth um but basically like the idea of of having someone with unlimited power and that like being a thing that if you give it to someone else can go horribly horribly wrong yeah (laughs) like i feel like there is a lot there as i was watching this i was just kind of shocked because 
And I was looking at the director's filmography, and he he hasn't really done. I think he did like the Dwayne Johnson Tooth Fairy, and like I think you're right. He has not really done much of anything. Um, so I don't know. I don't know who wrote the script or anything like that. But like uh, five different people. Fascinating. That 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 did give me huge warning signs when I first started the movie. <laughs> I saw that I was like, oh. This is a G sequel to the Santa yeah. Claus. Like, why is the why are there five writers? One of whom is named Cinco Paul, which I'm pretty sure is a prank. <laughs> uh, my name is Cinco. And Tim Paul. Allen had a pseudonym as he was he was just <laughs> scribbling yeah, on a notepad. Um, I mean, that said, Booksmart has four screenwriters, and it's amazing. I mean, uh, yeah, and, yeah, and it, it's it's not one of those things where it's like. Every time there's like five or six writers, you go, oh, oh, it's it, the movie's automatically bad. No, yeah, yeah. But, but I know what you mean. There tends to be like it, how it tends to be a pattern. Yeah. yeah, I think it for whatever reason it worked in this case, and I, I think it turns out pretty well. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a yeah. it's a good script. Generally, I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of like moments that almost feel like you'd see them in a made for TV movie. Sure. Um, some of the acting is not great from like some I, um, the the one guy who is still pretty funny, and I like him in this, but uh, Curtis. Really, oh, I thought he was great. There, there were a couple of bits where like he was supposed to do like more emotion or like mm-hmm. anger, mm-hmm. and they kind of he he kind of just yelled <laughs> and like it. Yeah, there, which he is He's a, kid, a young yeah. guy. Yeah, I'm not like I'm just saying like there is there are moments mean. like that that are kind of like the way the script was written and everything and the direction right, right. was. Well, that's very, uh, like, it's Curtis. That's Spencer Breslin, right? Mm-hmm. Who was it, the, in my one of the children? One of the children in uh, the Cat in the Hat movie. <laughs> yes. Well, when I was him a, and Dakota Fanning, when I was oh, when I was a kid, he was all over film. the place. Like yeah. I saw him a lot, yeah. commercials and TV shows, mm-hmm. and uh, mostly through Disney. Um, such that when Abigail came along, it was like, oh yeah, Spencer's little sister, Abigail Breslin. Hmm. And now it's the complete opposite, you know, hmm. uh, where Abigail Breslin is like this big Academy Award. What has she been name. in? I've never uh, Little Miss Sunshine, yeah. Zombie Lands, uh, you know. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, she's awesome, uh, but. I, I, I what I was really impressed by with Spencer Breslin is how mature of a performance it was. In that Curtis is clearly supposed to be like the like, kind of curmudgeonly mm-hmm. like, no, it, it needs to be more efficient. I have my little eyeglasses yeah. and I'm very do do do. I bought him as being much older. Yeah, than, exactly. Yeah. Like he was able to convey ch- that child. without the like. He's there are times it's a little Hollywood kid performance, but of course, right. Right. but never not. They get pretty good kids for these movies mm-hmm. and like. Ultimately, I really enjoyed it. I do know what you mean. That there are some points where it was like, play it, you know, with more anger, and so he just yells. Yeah, which I think a lot of it comes from being a kid. But Probably. I'm not. I, I think he's still acting. I, I don't know. Sure. But uh, um, yeah, like I really enjoyed him and Bernard together. Bernard, I think, is, is steps it up in this. One, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I I wish they gave Bernard more I, to do. Sure. And that's that might just be because because David Crumholtz is just like an enjoyable presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like whenever he's in anything, I, I just like oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad Bernard. he's here, <laughs> Bernard. Uh, but yeah, getting back to Tim Allen, um, I think just he, he, on both sides, he, he gives a really good performance. Mm-hmm. And the thing I mentioned in the first one about having the uh, the kid um, that he he talks to after a year, and he comes back, and the kid's like, "Oh, I got you soy milk because you said right. you were lactose intolerant." Like, um, that's that is almost entirely present in this like it's it's pretty much the entire movie is more built around that idea and sort of like oh santa's super nice to kids and like yeah. it's a very heartfelt and oh yeah that, that be... lovely moment where the little girl is just like right, which i love that she just knows he's santa yeah. when she runs up to him and and he talks to her mm-hmm. and and about like 
whatever she wants for Christmas. I can't remember, but like that was really cute because that yeah. little kid is really cute. But he's very sweet with her. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a lovely moment. Um, I'm just happy that this movie isn't as cynical or as stupid as the first yeah. film. Yeah, it's very goofy, but in a very it's supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> like it's very well, like because it realizes we're oh we're a magical movie. fun children's film. Yes. Let's yeah. let's be a magical fun children. Exactly. Let's oh no 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 let's let's waste twenty minutes on, on a little child going to talk to a judge to see which parent <laughs> he's going with in a Santa Claus movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's funny that you this... bring up. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I still haven't said my worst thing. Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, uh, but watching this also. Uh, makes me more confused about the first one because mm. I'm like, what were they going for? Sure. Because it feels like, looking at this, it feels like the first one was almost supposed to be maybe more of like a, a drama, I guess, but it's not like it's still... Or like aimed at older kids or maybe, something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think the tone of that good. first one just works for Yeah, well. yeah. The um, tone of this one is much more consistent. Yes. And uh, as far as my worst thing goes, uh... There's really not a lot I hated in this. Yeah, it's hard um, to pick something that, like... That's why I went with, like, the, the reindeer sounds. Because, like, broad strokes, one of the movie that, like, really irks me. I mean, I, I almost feel like the, the biggest thing for me would be uh, the comet stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the jokes of the comet about him him eating on the candy, and you mentioned it in the fart joke, and yeah. being super fat, or whatever. That was just very, it, like... It, it goes for some easy pickings with yes. the comedy yeah. sometimes. Which, again, there's three-year-old kids in that audience who are gonna be like ah, i appreciate that that's a good joke it's a good you, joke you, you wrote that one for me <laughs> goo goo all right <laughs> thank you sir i would like another mike or ike please <laughs> i have my new tooths and i will use them today <laughs> that's the very cool three-year-old going to see santa claus too hi snl here's my new audition <laughs> <laughs> Here's my new character. I enjoyed the trailers. I cannot wait to see Road to Perdition. <laughs> so, Alex, what are your best... Did you say your best and worst things? Did I, did, did I no, not yet. Okay. He let us talk. I, I did want to point out how, how funny it was that you immediately thought of, like, 90s comic book arcs. Mm -hmm. I thought of, like, early superhero sequels yep. that came out. Specifically Superman 2 and Spider-Man 2 because those are about the hero losing their powers. Or even the Dark Knight because basically Batman's arc in that movie is is he wants to quit and then he realizes he can't quit. Yeah, the Dark um, Knight, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, of course, in this one, that that is kind of subverted because Santa doesn't want to quit. Right. And I, I really, really liked that, that they didn't go for an easy... Like, oh, I'm kind of tired being Santa. You know, it's a lot of responsibility. I am very glad that we moved past where uh, Scott Calvin was in the first movie. Yeah. Where he's just like a cynical prick for most of it. Mm -hmm. Whereas with this one, he's just like, no, guys, I really like being Santa. Yeah, and I okay, I'll, I'll, this, so. I'll do whatever I have to in order to keep doing the job. Like, I, yeah. I that, that could have been extra fat that they just shoved into the movie that it just didn't need. And then it isn't glad... just for himself he wants to do it he wants kids to keep having a good christmas he yeah. wants to share that with people yeah, yeah i agree and, and i like how they're like oh oh uh child happiness has gone up like x percentage since yeah. you you became santa like i like i like little stuff like that um once again just like the small little bits of world building i, I really appreciated um like having all of the holiday yeah we need to talk about them yeah 
Uh, it, it's very strange, but I like that as a concept. Me too. Yeah. No, I did too. No. The legendary figures or whatever. It's, it's, it's like a Knights of the Round Table type type deal, and I I, I appreciated mm-hmm. that. Um, and then later, the Tooth Fairy will betray him by lying with Carol. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I think I'll go with the worst thing first, I, because I'm I'm having a hard time specifically picking out a best thing. Um, I, I wasn't like over the moon, super happy with the movie while I was watching. I was just like, yeah, this is, this is competent. It's like, it feels like a Disney channel movie with a higher budget, but it, like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it knows what it is. Unlike the first movie, which can't make up its yeah. mind one way or the other. Um, I think my worst thing is just going to be most of the subplot with, uh, the son, mm. um, with him, like, uh, vandalizing school property and all that, that, I don't know. Most of that felt super tacked on, and I don't. I don't know. I feel like it could have been easily written out of the movie. But then I don't know what he would have had to do, and that also yeah. catalyzes Tim Allen meeting Carol. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, like, I, I, it is. It does help lead to other things, but that felt very. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe it's just because I wasn't super impressed with with Kid Charlie's acting or whatever, really? and. I kind of just feel like, eh, we got we took care of the relationship stuff in the first movie. I don't know. That's not how people work. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's how it's how Disney movies work. Um, not this one. Enter your Pappy's Disney movie. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I mean, like both of you, I, I was having a hard time kind of coming up with something. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess it's more just in terms of what I latched onto in the first movie and what I was hoping more from the first movie is more of the magical fantasy Santa stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really care for any of the grounded stuff because that felt totally out of place. And I guess I'm feeling kind of the same way here, mm-hmm. but it's less impactful, so it didn't bother me as much. Yeah, sure. But it's still there. I gotcha. Yeah, let, let, let's talk about the, the legendary figure crew. Um, it's an interesting assortment of casting and also prosthetics yes uh aisha tyler as mother nature looks amazing i love that design she looks so good i i just think it's a fantastic costume and everything peter boyle that's a cute bringing him back from the first one but now he's father time that's a cute thing yeah they don't make any subtle jokes about him possibly being the same guy right no i think that was just like hey look it's peter boyle yeah okay is he in the third movie? Does anyone? Know? I think. Yeah, I think. I think they all come back. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Because yeah. I think that Jack Frost has like it's supposed to be. A, oh sure, sure. Exile member, or maybe something maybe, like that. Yeah. Um, the Easter Bunny's terrifying because his nose wouldn't stop moving. So I found him a little off-putting. Um, it, funny, I, I, bringing up the cat in the hat earlier, that seemed like something yeah, straight out of that movie sure. in terms of nightmare fuel, <laughs> but not in a good way because it's like, oh, we're, we're supposed to like all of these characters. Yeah. It's it's not, he's not the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, he was a little unnerving. I thought Art yeah. LaFleur as, as the Tooth Trader, I thought that was all pretty fun. I actually enjoyed him. You know, yeah. I think that could have been a lot creepier than it was, but it wasn't. Michael Dorn is the Sandman, which is great because that's Worf from Star Trek. Yeah. And um, when I, the first time I watched the movie, I found Kevin Pollock terrifying as Cupid. I thought, okay, this is what would happen if when Lucifer fell, he became a Gerber baby. Okay. But watch the second time, I was like, nah, it's still weird, but whatever. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't care. But yeah, I don't know. I, 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 again, I feel like that is something that I, I'm glad they didn't overuse them, but I also enjoyed them. So it wouldn't have been bad if they had used them more. I don't know. Um. I thought all that was kind of 
was was pretty cool. Yeah, and I like that how it's not just a single scene with them. They do yeah. actually like bring that back into the plot. That that felt like something where like they're sitting in the writers' room and they're just like, "Oh, we got an idea for a scene." Yeah, and that's it. Well, because like, the tooth fairy is obviously a big thing, but like Mother Nature is the officiant at the at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're the only ones. I did like there's a joke where Peter Boyle says something about like. They're like, well, you only have, and he goes, 20 days, uh, 10 hours, 34 minutes, and 10 seconds, or whatever. And he's like, yeah. it's what I do. <laughs> no, that was kind of good. I think for my best thing, I'm, j- I'm just going to go with all of the, the fantasy elements of the movie. I, I really, hmm. like, this This was really what I was hoping for from the first movie. And I think I've actually seen this one at some point. I think this is the only one I've watched. Um, so maybe that's where, like, my com- my mindset for this franchise comes from, having seen this, like, 15-plus years ago. Maybe I saw it when it came out. I don't know. Um, yeah, it was just... It, it was fun and magical, and I, I was not... <laughs> after the first movie, I was not expecting that. Yeah. Um, like, they actively have the North Pole and all the elves. Like, that is a huge mm-hmm. part of the plot. Um it doesn't feel like an afterthought, kind of like it does in the first movie. Yeah, we get to like um, spend time there. Yes, which which was what I was hoping for. Yeah, same. Um, it is funny how they get into that big, uh, quote unquote, big and epic battle at the end with the toy soldiers, and I was just imagining like Hans Zimmer's Dark Knight Rises score <laughs> as the cops are charging the mercenaries. <laughs> I was just, I, I want to make that video. I really. <laughs> Uh, we got to that part. I remember the first time I watched it being like, oh, here we go. Brady's in Hawaii. But this time around, I was like, this is... I bet those kids had a lot of fun yeah. be, like just performing that scene. Because they're throwing snowballs and just kicking like giant toys. I like, really like the giant uh, Nutcracker costumes as well. I don't yeah. know exactly what... like. I guess it's just like a big plastic thing. or I don't, I don't, yeah, know, I don't know exactly, exactly how it's maneuvered. They, they look pretty good. They're, they're, they're a lot of fun. Um, they're scary without being too, too scary. Yeah. And again, like it, it, it uh, it's practical, so that means the kids can just wail on them, yes. and it's fun. And it's... there's a bit where where there are a couple like tiny kids who are just kicking, yeah. kicking the shins, <laughs> yeah, of one of them. And I was like, I bet these kids had a lot of fun doing that. I bet that was all really fun to shoot. I really enjoy it. And I have a, I realized watching this movie, one of my crying triggers in movies is good guy armies rushing in, like rushing into battle. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I did get a little tight in the throat during that part because it just like like because I think about your Lord of the Rings, your cops rushing the Dark Knight Rises, Narnia every time, Avengers Endgame, sure stuff, absolutely that kind of like, and they're all screaming, but it's like noble and Beauty and the Beast for heaven's sake. But then this because that's also the thing of like these aren't warriors, they're they're servants, they're people, and then they're like defending their home. It's very moving. But then like this is very different and silly, but I still got a little like. Kids gonna, kids gonna take out the crackers. They're gonna, they're gonna get them. It's like I don't know, not like I wept, but like I don't yeah. know. It, 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 it got to me a little bit. And I, I, I just think that whole sequence is like wacky and stupid, but in a way that it should be. Because like yeah. this time, I really went. You know, if I was, I wouldn't have watched this movie when I was a kid because it didn't have enough animals in it for me to watch it. Because that was my metric for kids' that, movies. That's a good criteria. It was like, are there non-humans in it? Yes. Are they Power Rangers? No. Then I don't care. But uh, I I just found that, like, the goofiness of it was, like, it added to it. And if I had seen this as a kid, I would have enjoyed it. It's fun. Come on. Yeah. And it's got that good, like, the the charm, I think, of this movie especially and kind of what the first movie wanted to do as well um, was to do a lot of, like, 
sort of takes on Christmas yeah. tradition. Um, or not, maybe not even tradition, but like, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking specifically of like the way they do the snowball fight of like, oh, he, he calls out, he's like, one, two, yeah, and they like go yeah. and they, they like pack the snowballs like they're, they're knocking arrows or whatever. Like it's, mm. it's a good, that, that thing is prevalent throughout the movie where they kind of are like explaining in a semi-realistic way how these things would work or like, yeah. you know. And so when they, when you get that sort of confluence of them doing like a, oh, it's a battle, but they're using snowballs. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of fun. And explaining it in a way that's not too complex. It's yes. not like, we're going to explain Christmas to you. It's yeah. like, we're going to address it. Yes. I'm like, that's fine. Like, that's honestly enough. And and I like that the North Pole, like, the workshop was all, like, under a flow of ice. Yep. So it's yep. like, that's what... I thought that was all cute. And I actually enjoyed a lot of the Christmas puns in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recently watched Noel uh, on Disney+, and that movie forces its its Christmas puns a lot. Like, it tries really hard to, it, like, for, to push them all into the movie. And, like, there's, like, a judge or something at one point, and he's going, Silent Night! Silent Night! Which is, you know, uh, but in this, Do like, you get when, it? yeah, but in this, when they're playing football and it's like seven swans of swimming, six, like the countdown for the play, I thought was cute, like, um, checking it twice and all that. Like, I don't know, I thought, I thought they did a nice job of working in those, like, Christmas tropes. Oh, Christmas tropes, oh, Christmas tropes, how come you are so many? So fun fact. Well, that's our show for today. <laughs> I did want to see how long we could let that hang. So, so fun fact. Uh, Charlie is, is Eric Lloyd. It's the same actor in all three movies. I didn't actually realize that. I thought they had recast him. No, no, no same dude. Um, but he also plays young Bruce Wayne in the yes. flashbacks during Batman and Robin. I did see that. Oh wow! Huh. Good for him. <laughs> yep. Cousin of Jake Lloyd, let's pretend. I don't know. Maybe maybe I should take back my worst thing because at least they kept the same yeah. actor. Yeah, all of Wendy Crewson's back. Judge Ryan Hold. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'll just change my worst thing to just like some of the special effects because they've not aged well. Yeah. I don't know. They, they do. I know that's a that's a cheap shot for this movie, sure. but yeah. and some of those I, I, I noticed they weren't good, but they covered them well. Like when uh, Curtis is crashing with the jetpack, I'm like, that's not a very good. Oh, but they're having snow pop up and everything to cover it. Good job. Well, well some of them are fun. Like um, Tim Allen racing off on on Chet to go catch up with Evil Santa. Yeah. I thought that actually looked decent. Yeah. For for like an actual staged action scene where they're both flying. Yeah. Well, and I liked the the effect of him when he when he makes the fast. Uh, transformation back into santa at the end that was in yeah. one shot and he just like suddenly gets the hair and the belly and everything that was pretty good better than the than the first movie where he's he's he shaves and then it all grows back immediately yeah but again <laughs> catnip dude <laughs> to some folks <laughs> um yeah I, I don't know that's that's interesting i i don't know I, I I had a, a decent time watching the movie, and I was just sh- kind of shocked the whole time of like, wow, I'm <laughs> what's happening I was, to me? I, I I was I was expecting the worst, and it ended yeah. up being okay. This genuinely, I made the comment uh, to you guys earlier, feels like the movie that would be the classic. Yeah, and then they'd make two cash grab sequels. It doesn't yeah. feel like the first one would be the one to to do that, and then they'd be like, oh, we okay now that you know that was that was such. And I'm sure it did well at the box office, whatever the first one did. Right, right. Because um, otherwise, why would they have made this? Yeah, you know, eight years later. Eight, um, yeah. But to me, this just felt like so much more of a 
classic Christmas movie that like a you know kids would would love growing up or whatever that this would have been the one they would have tried to cash in on with nostalgia after a little yeah. while or like you know th- that's weird to me I I don't know how this happened yeah. but I'll take it yeah well, I, even I if if I'm like if I'm just kind of sitting around with the family during Christmas time and they're just like flipping through channels and this happens to be on, I won't, I won't immediately be like, Oh, Oh geez. Turn this, turn this crap you know, off. Like, you'll be snatching the remote. Be like, hey, this yeah. Will, uh, this will distract your nine kids. Uh, for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Alex does have a brood. Also uh 10 dogs. There's a, there's um, a reason I live party. in, in an alligator submarine <laughs> next to the Titanic alone. <laughs> Yeah, you're rehabilitating the Titanic for your massive family. Yeah, exactly. Correct. You're refurbishing it. It's the Real Property Brothers thing. <laughs> Maybe ship, I'm so against ship, the graffiti. Shiplap? <laughs> Hello? We're going for Ty- a, a Tyler, kind of an open you don't water understand. Plan. I'm so I'm so against the graffiti subplot in this movie because I'm ta- constantly trying to, to wipe away the graffiti that said Taft is responsible that's on the Titanic. Yeah, and you every now and again, when that exit through the gift shop movie came out, I remember how mad you were. <laughs> <laughs> Which so was I, frankly. Um, oh, uh, not nah, I wasn't angry. What is this movie? The one about Banksy. Banksy, the guy I'm, who I'm sort of familiar with. Banksy. Banksy does a lot of pranks that he thinks are art and make sure. him intelligent and cool. Call him a pranksy. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that to go. That's well. really good. I'm gonna call him that from now on. <laughs> Uh, Same people good. just like, yeah, Pranksy. It's like, what? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Did man. Did you say? Pranksy. <laughs> I mean, B- Banksy's whole artistic approach can be described as, what if things were bad? Right. Yeah. Which is like, oh, cool, man. Love deviant art so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> take that, Banksy, who listens to podcasts. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be so harsh. I uh, what did I you would love for? I don't I don't know if Banksy has a Twitter, but like <laughs> it would be great great press for us if he just came out and was like, "Wow, you you idiots! I'm like the only one who listens to your podcast," and like, <laughs> you, because then like, wow, you oh, the, huh, I guess just, you don't get art, huh? The, Sad. The general like uh, just uh, exposing like however many followers a hypothetical Banksy Twitter account would have <laughs> would would in- increase our follower account. Like, that there's no be... way it would make it worse. <laughs> Everyone starts listening to the show. We've mentioned him once. <laughs> Pranksy Gate. <laughs> what did you guys think of Judge Reinhold in this? Because I felt like this was a real switch for his character, where now he's like totally willing to just be goofy and weird and like, yeah, this is a toaster. You ain't got bit. your teeth. That that was great. That was very funny. I was, was into it. Yeah. An excellent where he, he's like, what are you guys doing? And like, he's just very And then quick cuts him like, and okay. And then cuts, he's like, oh yeah, this works all the time. Got a little lot of extra <laughs> cash when I was a kid. Oh, that was that was delightful. I'm, I, I'm I, just happy that they didn't try and repeat the first movie yeah. with yes. with either either of them. Because it could have just as easily been like, they're just kind of the doubters and they're constantly trying to put scott calvin down or you yeah, know, tell him yeah. oh you shouldn't do this maybe you it's should like, think about retiring and spending more time with your son no they're like right in on it they're like yeah <laughs> dude like, let's get you, you laid you've gotten me a weenie whistle seven years in a row but last year you did not get me a weenie <laughs> whistle. Now, i no longer believe in santa Claus. and now scott i'm gonna get you a weenie whistle here's molly shannon's phone number um but i i did notice the <laughs> When you know Calvin's going on his, his date with Molly Shannon, mm-hmm. 
and he's wearing the ugly sweater. And that might be my worst thing in the whole movie, just because it made me so uncomfortable. No, I've mentally blocked it out, and we'll get there. But, but he's wearing the sweater, and he's like, I don't know, I look bad. Hey, whoa, hey. But then Judge Reinhold's like, I think he looks hot. But he's really, like, into saying it. Talk oh, he, about- he's... He's super enthused. I think that was, when I saw that, I was like, um, speaking of ships, I have a new one. <laughs> Cannon. Guys. Um, it's, it was, again, this movie has like a weird sexual energy. And you do get like a longer shot than you would think of Santa's plastic butt. Mm-hmm. So, Which is to say any shot of Santa's plastic butt, I think. True. is, is a long, Yeah, it, it lingers a bit. Um, but yeah, the Molly Shannon date is off-putting because she's a very horny woman <laughs> who sings a lot of Shania Twain. I mean, it's in, it's implied. Um, no, I'm saying, can we, can we say that on this oh, podcast? Is that is she, that in our filter? List? She's a very she can't wait. Tyler, how many tell... times have we said octopusy on this podcast? No, I think we're fine. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> is it though? She's a woman. She can't wait that's to worse? tell secrets. Okay, anyway. Um, sure. But all that, yeah, I agree. That scene is super uncomfortable. And it's weird that we only see him go on one bad date. Right. That he goes on one bad date and he's like, I don't know. And then he's in love with I like to think at Mitchell. one point it, that was half the movie. They just had sure. like 20. Well, it does It does feel like this this would be one of those. It does feel like it It would be one of those movies where they'd have like a, some type of montage with, yeah. with some kind of like rock version of a, of a Christmas theme as he's like going through speed dates or something. And yeah, they're sure. like all complete disasters. Sure. It's all like, and then there's one who's like, "I'm Wicca" or something, and that in 2002 that would be a joke. Um, we we do. We only get. I was gonna say we we get one montage in this movie, and it is the beginning uh, when Charlie is spray painting uh, the the gym mm-hmm. um, while the they play. I don't remember what it is. It's it's some sort of Christmas. Oh, they play a oh, they play a song that begins with "I've been a naughty yes. boy." I didn't get a toy. And it's like a very unnecessary montage. Like you could just have it be like, oh, he's spring. Yeah. No, no, okay. no. We got to play this hot tune. There's another song later when they're going to do community service and a car rolls up and it's playing this like hard rap song. There's something about like, be nice, not naughty. Because Santa knows karate. <laughs> Hand to God, that's the lyric. <laughs> B-52s? Yeah. That, the B-52s. that would have been the, the best <laughs> setup and payoff ever. If at the hey, end nice, of the movie, not, Santa not, was hey. just doing Kung Fu. <laughs> Santa knows karate! Toy Santa! Oh my god. <laughs> Very good. This is, what I, this is the content I was hoping for when I wrote it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing. I, but no, there is a, there, it's not really a montage. But the collect, the, the, life on the life in the North Pole scene to the beginning, I found really fun. Them playing football and mm-hmm. him walking around helping people with the toys and you're doing a great job and making that's, that's what I wanted. It's really fun. Like it's it, it's a nice way to show like how he's integrated in how like he's integrated into the society without like a lot of exposition. They're showing right. it, not telling us. You know, then I have the line about children's happiness has gone up but a percent. But really, it's just like you get to see him and all the elves are hanging out Ooh. and they're all having fun and. I, I enjoyed all that. I do like that Curtis was listening to a song so loud that yes. it was like <laughs> alerting like a military radio. plane. That is a very fun opening, though. Like, just yeah. where it, I had yeah. no idea what to make of that opening. That I was like such that a bizarre so choice. I thought that was just a fun, silly like. And they said Elfcon three, and that's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. Just like 
the the pilots are also like fun in the way they play it out where they're yeah. like like I think one of them starts like nodding at one point because they're right. Or, yeah. or he, oh, it yeah. cuts off and they're like right at the corner. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's good. I yeah. Like I thought that was a lot of fun. I did too because it, it it gets you into that the mode of that movie of like this is thematically what's happened over the last yeah. eight years. He's yeah. Santa now, and this is how it's it works. Like, and also with the 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 pilot stuff. The, the plane it's like reinforcing it's like this is the real world yeah quote unquote and yeah. how santa works in it it's right like, we right. can kind of we're, we're, we're exploring some fun concepts we're not we don't have to like it the the army is not breaking into yeah, yeah, take, yeah. the swat team is not there <laughs> to capture santa and take him to right. jail or there's not like an intrepid explorer who's like stumbled onto i found it proof proof yeah. i tell yeah. you yeah i um that could work too it could, as long as it's I, kurt russell that would be really fun, actually. Anyway, yeah. No, I, 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 um, I, I also fe- the scene that I do genuinely tear up at is the horse carriage scene mm-hmm. where they're and they're sitting in the thing. Elizabeth Mitchell's all pretty, and they're having cocoa, and they're talking, and it's just very sweet and romantic and lovely. Like well, this this is where, you know, it, also throwing on the caveat of like, oh, I, I know what type of movie I'm watching. I'm not gonna be too. I'm not going to complain too much about them falling in love super fast. Yeah. They genuinely have chemistry and they actively are working very hard in that scene to make make the audience feel like, oh yeah, I could see these two together. Yeah. And I, I love the earlier scene where, where um, Scott just automatically is parenting uh, Charlie because like, I think Charlie's saying like, oh, well, it's not coming off. And then yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. well, that's why you don't spray paint because that's all. And like, he just has like a genuine like dad moment. Yeah. And like, and impresses Elizabeth Mitchell. And that's like the start of like, oh, they're kind of like, they, yeah. they, they, they've been joking and like making barbs at each other back and forth. But now it's like turning into like, oh, there's a little well, bit yeah, of playfulness she, there. She seemed that he can be sweet. And now she sees he can be a disciplinarian too. Hey, a Santa in the streets, but a Scott in the sheets. Am I right, guys? Ladies know what I'm talking about. Do they? So anyways... <laughs> I did appreciate how these last two episodes have been the most sexual innuendo. Yeah. And we're talking about the Santa Claus. Yeah, I would just like to, can we we stop on this point for a second and think about what Uh, we've done? Yeah. Last time I just, you know me, you guys know how I'm always like doing jokes and whatnot and chicaneries. (laughs) Um, I just kind of ran away with it. This week I'm, there's, I got a lot going on in my headspace, so I'm very stressed. So I think I'm just looking to some, some easy laughs, you know, <laughs> fart jokes, you know, just some easy, easy jokes about whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, but no, I, 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 I shouldn't be so, uh, so, so lewd. I mean, I'm not eh. saying you have to stop. I'm just saying, like, why is this? Where? Why is this? True. Why is it this movie? Maybe. Yeah. I. Yeah. Because I don't. Have to Britain, if you that. if you wait like two or three weeks, we're going back to Bond. You can ramp it up. Easy. It's too true. obvious with James That's Bond. Though. It's too easy because they do it all for you. Fair. That's true. How are you doing? James? Although, How, like, although James, what are you thinking? Erection. Well, okay. <laughs> we're about to enter the Bond movies that are trying to take it at least a don't little say bit more enter seriously. The Bond. Don't. It's. <laughs> Alex, see you've you've broken the seventh seal here, Tyler. <laughs> Go ahead and throw that explicit tag up on iTunes. Prime <laughs> Prime time. I'm just imagining like an explicit like it's supposed to be like R-rated Netflix comedy, and it starts off with the guy being like, "All right, now guys, you ever seen a principal take away a skateboard from a teenager?" <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did appreciate Elizabeth Mitchell's acting in terms of oh, just how able she's... She's how, very, very good. How, well, how, how well she's able to balance like being very strict and kind of uptight about things to kind of... Not naive per se, but she's just like she very quickly is just like, oh, it's Christmas, it's a magical yeah. time, and I I love everything. Like, I don't know. And I I feel I, like a lesser a lesser actor would have would have yeah that that would, switch would have felt very jarring. Mm-hmm. And but, I, but it felt kind of it felt very consistent for as, her. As rushed as so much of that stuff is, her acting threads it. Yes, yes. She, she makes it. And I seem I really more. like that. Like they they do rush it a little, and like it's kind of like oh she's. She's just kind of accepting that he got a horse-drawn carriage for yeah. her, and like there's a lot going on there. But then, like they immediately do have, okay, they he he tells her that he's Santa Claus, and she's immediately like, nope, yeah, <laughs> get out, yeah, don't like that. Yeah. Um, like they 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 do draw the line at like, okay, yes, this this would freak somebody out if yeah, someone this like, is crazy, to, yeah. yeah. Um, I see where he's presenting all of the 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 older the oh. the school yes. faculty with the toys. Lovely. That is genuinely. Very sweet, like a heartwarming yes. scene. Yeah, that's a Christmas movie right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Tim Allen does a very good job playing like excited mm-hmm. and just like he he can't wait to just like give these people happiness. Like yep. like you can see the, just the grin, yeah. like like the really over <laughs> overdone grin yep. that he's just trying to hold back. Yeah, and this is only for Britain, but the guy, the first guy who gets the gift, it's a uh, uh, toss across is is his. Mm-hmm. Kind of the older guy. Uh, that actor's name is Blue Mankuma, and he was the voice of Tigatron on the Beast Wars TV oh, show, good. which I loved. And he, Tigatron is awesome. So I was like, oh, Blue Mankuma, Tigatron's in this movie. <laughs> now transform, <laughs> fight the Predacons. That would have been great if he was like, toss across, that's great, maximize. And then he turns into a robot. You'd think they would have, I mean, I guess they're they're going for like. What's what's the time range they're working with for for when these these guys would have been kids? I have the sixties, seventies. Yeah, I guess that would have been okay. Yeah, and he had white hair, so because like rocket talking robots, that was a thing. In they the, should have uh, just given him a Power Ranger anyway. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I was always embarrassed of how jealous I was of my children, <laughs> but now I'm now I'm going turbo. Yeah, and I thought this like they're all playing the toys and mm-hmm. I, oh yeah, that's and that's a great like way to because that could have very much been like. Okay, he gave them a bunch of kids' toys, and it's kind of like, okay, cool. Yeah. They, you know, it's nostalgic, but also, like, now what? But, like, the fact that they're all sort of centered around, like, oh, they're, they're games they can play and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it brings yeah. them together, and they, you know, turns, makes the party of energy. Yes. Like, that's a, that's a really great little bit. I agree. And I like the joke at the beginning where, where uh, Mitchell's like, oh, this is terrible. And he's like, that's not a complete failure. I think that guy just moved. <laughs> Tim Allen's pretty funny in this, too. He I does have some, he's got quite a few great yeah. Um. You've been trying to say something, Tyler, so I'm sorry I've been interrupting I, I you. I no longer remember. Oh, yeah. I, I was just going to go back to the... The one thing I did want to say about the Elizabeth Allen, Tim, Tim Allen, Elizabeth Mitchell, Tim Allen yes. relationship. Um, there's a weird thing where... We kind of mentioned this earlier. The reason she ends up going to the North Pole is because Charlie comes and find her, finds her, but he seems to already... Did I miss something where he Tim Allen tells him that... Uh, he tried to tell her that he was Santa? No, no. Because <laughs> that was a strange thing where, where Charlie goes out there and he's like, my father is is Santa. And it's like, oh, did she? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, did, did he that know, is was he just one. like going up to tell her? This also, anyway? why does everyone know where she lives? Sure, Tim Allen's just like I guess he knows because he's Santa. I don't know. I mean, well, I guess they tracked her down to throw. I, I guess at just her. movie logic. She's the principal. Yeah, and know. that's a matter of public record. <laughs> principal addresses <laughs> database. <laughs> principal addresses. I'm fascinated to see the results we get here. Don't don't define it for me. School. Okay, fine. School. <laughs> I just want to find because I just want to go and like <laughs> snowball a principal's house. Yeah, like how <laughs> what, how dare he give me detention? I hate that guy. <laughs> Not even necessarily an old principal of yours. No, I, I just, just like I, I I wish my principal had to live in a trash can. <laughs> oh, give me detention a... just because I was being cool with my skip it. <laughs> At least you weren't being cool with the skateboard. You know. Okay, well, this is just where you find the school. And this is in Pennsylvania. Yeah, they just they live in the school. That's how that works. <laughs> That's true. You just unplug them after school, yeah. That that would explain how she was able to find him in, like, the middle of the night in the <laughs> gym. Right. I do like yeah. the, the when the, the ladder just, like, smacks against yep. the thing. Yep. Hello, Charlie. I don't know what she was doing there at that, that time, or... Well, well, she got in tip. Man, I, here's my theory. Charlie's girlfriend oh, oh, is a rat. All right. Charlie's girlfriend is a rat. She's only along because she she gets a th- she explicitly says like this is wrong but kind of exciting and I'm like again right she, mm, some people are aroused by danger it's like the car crashes thing and so I think she's just like <laughs> this thrill I'm tired of it already this is what we do all the time sorry the the car crashes thing yeah like when people get aroused by car crashes it's like a movie <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna let everyone That's know a real for the thing. Oh, you're talking about speed I'm, racer. well I'm, I'm not comfortable with any of this. <laughs> No, but like she, she has. This... Oh, Britain, keep talking, keep talking. You're not, you're not digging a hole for yourself when at all. When things started with Charlie, <laughs> it was great. They were going out doing vandalisms. It was safe, danger. It was thrilling. It was exciting. They're young. They're in love. Here you go. But now it's starting to look a little old. Have they? Did they? Were they even dating? Well, it's not explicitly stated. But that's part of the fun of it. You know, there's no labels, man. Come on. And then, but there are a lot, but there, there aren't labels, but there are tags, graffiti tags, that is. Mm. But now it's starting to get a little old, you know, that paint is starting to fade. So now she's like, I need to double agent myself. So you're saying she, I need to infernal affairs She wanted this. to get out. So, right. So she framed him. Well, she wanted to get so out, but she also wanted, but she was like, why get out when I can heighten the danger by ratting him out and being a, a, an infernal affairs for my teacher, for my principal? And then the principal. So now she's still getting the like rush of doing the crime, without the but but, all, but the, with the safety of not having to do the time. And also now, what if Charlie finds out? See this? There's a oh, lot. Yeah. Okay. See, she had to heighten the danger because look, let's she face just doesn't it, feel things anymore. She just doesn't anymore. She's a jaded thirteen year old. I'm telling you, it's these screens. I agree. It's the screens that are doing it. Ugh. It all started in 2002. It really. Thank you. When the studies have something shown, something probably came out. Maybe like iPod two. Mm, I don't know. I never finished Halt and Catch Fire, so I'm not sure. <laughs> did that go up? Did it just go? I uh, probably. I think it just kept <laughs> because it, it naturally progressed, have they, have and then it to, shot ahead into 2002. Have they gotten to 2019 yet? No, they. That was, <laughs> imagine if you will. Still he- all the same age. Imagine if you will a hedgehog. Only he's a guy this time, and he can run so fast. <laughs> imagine. 
He gets a, a hedgehog redesign. He gets a lot of rings. There's, it's so good, and he's also pregnant a lot on the internet, <laughs> which you can access through my whatever he. Britain, I think we need to it. take the internet away from you. You, you please, can you? <laughs> That'd be helpful. We spread a lot of stuff. What you looking at there, Alex? Uh, Curtis costumes? Yeah, definitely. Because I'll be honest, when I was watching this movie, I was like, Curtis kind of looks like Alex. Does he? Well, you know, he's got brown <laughs> hair. Kind of. Right, yeah, I mean, the audience, our audience, has no idea. So, like, yeah. Alex, I think you could put together a great Curtis Christmas cosplay. It's not an insult. Thank you. And I'll be Bernard. <laughs> always giving you flack. Tyler will be Tim Allen, not not Santa Claus, not Scott Calvin. He will be <laughs> Tim, Allen. I am Tim Allen. Just walking around. With some, tool uh, yeah, I was gonna say get some tools. <laughs> <laughs> there is a bit in this that I quite liked where uh, Toy Santa says, um, "I think there's a couple other lines in this conversation, but at the end of the movie, uh, Toy Santa says, uh, you are one strad- sad, strange little man.' Yes, the Toy Story joke. Uh, Which I I have to say, if they were going to do a Toy Story joke." He should have said, I'm Santa, and then Tim Allen says, you are, a, or I am Santa. You uh, are a toy. That would have been good. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think it should have been that one. Instead. Wow. Yeah. I was, I was kind of hoping Tim Allen they're... would just grab a magic eight ball and go, well, Andy, pick me. <laughs> Don't count on it. Oh. <laughs> Why is that not where they're, like, right? it almost feels like they thought, like, oh, he's a toy, so we should, we should and Tim Allen's a toy, so we should toy. make a joke, yeah. joke about Toy Story. But they like, why is that not where their their brain went? And I still like Sad Strange Little Man is a great Toy Story line. It's a great joke, but it is a weird like. Why is that? Wow. When they had this other one, it's money on the table. Wow. I bet that was Cinco Paul. I bet that was his his, <laughs> his mischief. But guys, what if? I'm upset now. I'm genuinely <laughs> upset. That would have been so good. One down on the letter grade from Tyler. I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That is a fun, like, it, I mean, obviously the effects are hit, hit or miss, but, yeah. but uh, Tim Allen riding up to, to get on the, the sleigh yeah, and stop yeah. uh, Toy Santa and, like, if, that little, like, him If Chet hadn't shoot. been making noises, I'd have enjoyed it a sure. lot more. Sure, Because um, I remember the first time I saw the movie, and this is what I almost mentioned earlier, I remember feeling like Toy Santa shouldn't even be in the movie. Like, I felt a lot of that was unnecessary. And what I think I would have, at the time, what I wanted, rather, was... Let all the bedlam at the North Pole be. Bernard and Curtis are trying to run things, and they're in over their heads. And so then you get a lot more with Breslin and Krumholtz and, and, and that chemistry. And then you can allow that final climax is not about the fight against Evil Santa, but it's about you, you can add more and flesh out Carol's acceptance of everything and understanding of it and, and give a little more breathing room for that, that story, which is going to be rushed anyway, but you can allow it to breathe a little bit better. But then watching this uh, this time, I went, that would be more entertaining for 31-year-old Britain. Sure. But for the five- and six-year-olds who are going to see this movie, yeah. maybe the big, goofy set set piece with a bunch of action yes. and stuff is more engaging and more fun. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you know. You get more character stuff the other way around, but, you know, this isn't a character stuff movie. Though I wanted to see more Breslin and Krumholtz. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to say about the movie. If we want to do grades. Unless anybody has anything else to say. Hmm. I think I'm good. 
Gosh. Um, it's <laughs> coming immediately to Let mind. me list off my top five favorite Elizabeth Mitchell moments. Sure. That would be... <laughs> there's a lot. I mean, she's great. I'm calling. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it. I'm doing great. <laughs> uh, this will probably sound a little bit harsh, considering how positive I was about the movie. Um, I'm just going to go flat F. C. <laughs> Sounds good. You said, uh, what did you, you say, Alex? Just a, a flat C. Mm. Um, it, it was, it, it was fine. Um, there's like, for for this type of movie, there's only a certain like high bar that it can reach. Kind of, kind of what Tyler was talking about with like the first Ant Man or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, there's only a like, yeah. there's a ceiling there. It can only be so good, yeah. Right, and I, I do think there's still problems with the movie. Um. And, of course, if we wanted to get really nitpicky, and I, I know we went on a little discussion about this with the last one of just, like, it doesn't really make sense. Like, what happened to the Mrs. Claus for the last Santa? And right. There is. Right. That all starts to fall apart. The one thing I wanted to bring up here that I, I did just remember um, in the middle of the grades. Uh, the Perfect timing. The Mrs. Claus is not discovered until this Christmas in the movie. And then he immediately starts to show the effects of it. Right. Which confused me. Yeah. Does, it, does it does it specify an age? Did I miss that? Is that why? What, why is it that this Christmas is? I, the I think it was yeah because they say something about like it took them this long to to tell him. So if they had discovered it earlier, like he yeah I don't know maybe it's like every twenty years or something I don't know hmm. I, I I don't remember a, a very I don't clear think they specify that. All right, I, this is gonna decide my letter grade. <laughs> what is also it's well, great that it's called the Mrs. Claus. That's, yeah, that's very. Continuing with the... Do you guys know what the subtitle is for the third one? It's the Escape Clause, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm struggling because B- minus feels too high, but C- plus seems too low. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to say B-, minus ultimately. Okay. You know, it's Christmas. Be charitable. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Tell a man and whatnot. Tell you, I'm going to do my recommendation while you're looking yeah, up. Yeah, go, for, you, go okay. for that. Uh, I'm going to do two quick ones. Uh, I haven't gotten to see as many holiday movies uh, in the past week as I as I meant to. Um, so I'm going to recommend a non-holiday movie and then a, 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 a holiday special. Uh, this, this movie does not need my support, but I saw it. I'm going to recommend Marriage Story. Uh, the, Oscar, the awards uh, season juggernaut from Noah Baumbach uh, that is currently on Netflix. It's in its theatrical run. Uh, it's, you know, pretty simple premise. It is the story of a divorce. It is, I believe, semi-autobiographical. You've got ScarJo and Adam Driver. Um, I, I, you know, the performances are great. Adam Driver's fantastic. he got a lot of great supporting work from, like, Alan Alda, the great Merritt Weaver, Laura Dern. Um, and it's just a movie that does a really excellent job of, of showing both sides. It flows really beautifully between the two without doing, like, a very harsh binary structure. Um, the dialogue is really beautiful, not in the sort of uh, prosy way that like Bone Tomahawk or Pride and Prejudice or something is beautiful, but it's it's very incisive without being too clinical, um, and it's it's genuinely it's it's quite touching and quite moving, and it's got a great uh, young child performance. So uh, it's it's a little long; it's two hours and sixteen minutes, uh, which is still shorter than The Irishman. So mm, if you're if you're looking for for an awards bait movie that won't take three and a half hours, 
but I, I, I thought it was quite good. I, I've got a lot of respect for that movie. I think it does what it does very well. Um, and it's got a fun score by Randy Newman. Fun. It's got a good score by Randy Newman. But if you're not in the mood for something as, as potentially depressing as that movie, then you want something a little brighter, uh, you want to head on over to YouTube. Then you're going to want to go into your search bar. And then you're going to click Open. And you're going to use your keyboard to type in Olive, the other reindeer. You're going to drag that to your watch player. And then you're going to click Accept. And, uh, yeah, no, all of the other reindeer was a TV special when I was eh, probably a tween. And it's based on a children's book about a dog named Olive who hears on the radio that, I think it's Comet or Blitzen, has been injured and can't fly this Christmas. So Santa will rely on all of the other reindeer, and she mishears it as all of the other reindeer and goes on a great journey to help Santa. Um, Matt Groening kind of headed up the special <clears throat> Drew Barrymore plays Olive, and she's wonderful. She's one of these rare actresses who can play this, like, sunshiny, uh, very positive, happy character without it getting too treacly. It fits really well into, like, the Christmas animated thing. Dan, Dan Castellaneta and Joe Pantoliano are in it. Tim Meadows. Um, there's a great cameo by R.E.M. frontman Michael Stipe as Blitzen's <laughs> cousin Schnitzel, flightless, unfortunately. Uh, that one's just a really it, you can find it in, in a couple of different parts or you can, I think you can find the whole uh, special on one in one video on YouTube it's fun the music is really good and it's just like a clever funny um, the animation's a little weird but I, I, I find it a really fun Christmas uh, watch so those are my those are my recommendations for something if you're in the award season mood you want to catch up on the big titles I can definitely recommend Marriage Story but you know something light and holiday-y Check out Olive, the other reindeer. Back to you, Tyler. I've, I've been un, unable to identify an mm. image of the fine print on the card. So I give up. Um, you mentioned, Alex, the... Uh, um, Ant, my Ant-Man theory. Right. The same... Uh, or the idea of like the movie or a movie fulfilling its potential. Um, I don't know that this quite hits that, but I, I feel very similarly where I think this is almost as good as I could hope a movie like this to be. Yeah. Um, so I'm going with a B. Nice. Well, Christmas cheer. I think this is a delightful Christmas movie. And it's it's no elf, nope. but I think it's up there. I think it's a, it's a good one. Well, it's just strange now because I have no idea what to expect from the third movie. Yeah. Because like it has it has the worst reviews of the three, but this one has you right. know worse reviews than the, the first one. Like I imagine, so I, I don't know. I imagine it'll be closer to the second one in terms of tone, but I wonder I if hope it'll so. be like a pitch perfect. If it's three just Martin Short, situation. if it's Martin Short camping it up for an hour and a half, I don't think I'll be too upset about that. No, yeah, he's great. Is Cinco Paul involved? <laughs> oh, we can only hope. Can we? We can only. Is as, that a good thing? Or? I, was thinking I, I, it was a bad I am thing. checking right now. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm looking up Cinco Paul's credits. <laughs> I was gonna say, have, we, have we tried to find his filmography? I feel like this needs investigation. <laughs> okay. Oh, he, it looks like he's just worked on a bunch of just children's films. So, oh, the Lorax. Like he's worked on that. He's worked on all the Despicable Me movies. Um, this man's. Images of this man that are popping up on Google have extreme Michael Bay energy, and I don't know how to feel about <laughs> he, it. He has a role in Dude, Where's My Car? Okay. So there's that. 
Um, he wrote the screenplay for The Secret Life of Pets and also Weenie. It's all of this is animation. Hop? Oh, I forgot about Hop. College, he wrote College Road Trip. Sure. Who is to follow? But he wrote Bubble Boy. Well, done. Done and done. <laughs> he can't win them all. <laughs> oh, I think he's doing the... I didn't know they were adapting Birthright. Wow. It was a comic. Um, the Superman one? No, it's just a book called Birthright. Hmm. Apparently they're adapting it. I read the first volume and don't remember it very well. Sure. So, Come uh, here for your great comic book takes. <laughs> um, low. Too hard to understand what's going on in the images. <laughs> but a beautiful forward. Sure. Um, saga? So, haven't read it. That's very so, gentlemen, in terms of our, our Tim Allen uh, Christmas yes. escapades, what, what, are we, what are we doing next week? So next week is Christmas with the Cranks. I do believe, yes, we will be doing Christmas with the Cranks. Because we... we're doing this in, in release, release order, order for yeah. some reason. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's how else are we going <laughs> to keep up with the development of his, his Christmas universe? Did we, did we want – because I remember last week we were so uh, disenchanted with Santa Claus 1. We thought about – I think we'll leave – I think we might do something, but we'll leave it as a surprise okay. for the, the viewers cool, cool, cool. here. To, you know. We'll yeah, but it will definitely be Christmas with the Cranks. We're and not hey, watching the Star Wars holiday special. I'm, correct. No. <laughs> yeah. absolutely the goal would be I, to increase I, our excitement yeah, of doing that. That is one of the few... It's... I can't get through it. Not because it's so bad, but, like, it's so boring. Sure. Like, oh, my God. I yeah. refuse. It is such can't a slog. Such a slog. And, again, weird sexual energy. Um, uh... Well, yeah, but you will, you will see Britain's, us. Britain's just got a thing for Wookiees. No, it's in the movie. His dad watches porn in the movie. That's true. No, 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 I, I know what you're talking about. itchy or something. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, come on, Alex. You can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You, you can find us on Twitter at HCTSequels. Trying to spend you can time find with us on friends getting uh, iTunes is Here Come the Sequels if you just search for us. Um, and then there's another thing. <laughs> that is the other thing I didn't say. <laughs> Here come the sequels at gmail.com. Here come the sequels.blogspot.com. And a Kendrick said brunette. That's as close as you would. He, she... Here come the sequels.geocities. <laughs> <laughs> some people call it geocities, and I'm always Geocity. like, what? Are, what? Come, come on. Again. Now I just want a whole podcast where it's me and Tyler acting like Britain isn't there, but Britain's just like whispering in the background, just like feigning, just being so upset with the both of us. <laughs> Jude Law is Dumbledore. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. But yeah, you will see us three cranks next next week, <clears throat> guys. Um, no, but thank you all for listening. Hope you're all continuing to enjoy your holiday times, and we will see you all next week. And until next week, that's been Tyler. That's been Britain. That that's been Alex. <laughs> And, and and everyone's having a good night. Yeah. We did it.